Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Adrian Garzon podcast. I am here live with the one and only Erica Tom. Erica Tom. So it's Tom, not Thom. Definitely not Thom. Silent H. Silent H. Dang, that's interesting. The H is silent. I'm going to make merch um, with, soon. And how is that going to be? It's just going to say the H is silent. That's a, it's a good slogan right there. Isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. That's of, pretty yeah, cause, I, I yeah. thought it was Thom, so I'm sorry. I'm glad you you kind of said your name. I just really wanted to announce myself. So Yeah, that's I'm good. Glad that's that worked good. Out. <laughs> yeah, guys, so I'm here with uh, the amazing Erica Tom, H. Silent. <laughs> and uh, um, we're here at episode four, uh, which has been uh, so far a really cool ride on this podcast. And um, the last three episodes have been really cool. People have been showing a lot of love, a lot of feedback. And so um, I've actually had like one co-host the past three episodes. And mm. so you're the first person that I'm like interviewing. Oh. So you should feel very special. Amazing. As should you. Yeah. What a great interviewee. Yeah. I mean, is this is my first time kind of interviewing. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. going to be like shutting up most of the time. And um, cool. so you're kind of going to do most of the talking, which I feel like you're, you're already <laughs> good say. at that. You know what I mean? You um, picked a good we, We've person. spent like the last hour together, and I think you're going to keep everyone pretty entertained, <laughs> I must say. So um, feel free to just, we're going to go in, obviously. I'm going to be asking you some questions and cool. um, um, just kind of go all out, however you feel. Um, you're, you're free to do, say whatever you want. You can cuss Ooh, too. I was about to say, do you beep that? No, I don't, I don't beep it. This is explicit. We go raw on the Adrian Garzon podcast. Okay, amazing. All of my sentences will make way more sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, everything's allowed, and um, cool. And so we're here. So we're here, Erica Tom. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you for having me. We met probably like a few years ago, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, shout out to uh, Kelsey from Tennessee. Woo woo. Southern girl. Wait, I'm going to call her Kelsey Fallon. <laughs> She'll like that. Oh, yeah. She's you know, like in she love with Fallon and, and Timberlake. And Timberlake. That's yeah. all she posts about. Yeah. That's all she thinks about. That's all she thinks about, posts about, wants to just be about. Be about. So we met through Kelsey mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah. And I think mo- most of like kind of what I know about you is mostly through social media, really. And um, just kind of following each other. And I've, I've been following you for, yeah, like a few years. And just kind of been watching your journey from afar. Yeah. And always been kind of interested and um, kind of rooting you on and kind of seeing your ride and your career. And it's been really cool to watch from afar. And, Thanks. And so um, I'm pretty excited because I really don't know much of your story. The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. <laughs> and so I'm going to learn Right now with everyone. So to start off, we are here in North Hollywood. Yes. California. And, uh, but you're not from here. You moved to LA. How long ago? Yeah. Um, coming up on my fourth year. Um, yeah, I moved here from a very small town in Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Very different from where we are today. And so how, uh, how many, what's the population there? I should Google that. Um, Actually, you know, did you I grow had, up there? I did grow up there. No type of pride, no pride for you. You know, it was a weird experience growing up there. Not weird, <laughs> but like I, the lack of culture mm-hmm. is mind blowing. 
then again, I went from one extreme to the other, so I came to, like, a yeah. melting pot being in L.A., but, um, yeah, very small town. Um, I lived on a peninsula, and okay. leading into that peninsula is all farmland. Oh, wow. So, like, you're passing cows and pastures and horses and barns, and then you get to the end, and you can go fishing, because I grew up on the water. So, okay. that was rad. Um, Do you like fishing? I do. I prefer crabbing over fishing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't love the whole hook in the mouth thing. Crabbing is mm-hmm. way easier for me. It's not, there's no blood. Okay. I also prefer eating crabs over fish. Yeah. Sorry if you're vegan and you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I also love cheeseburgers. Hey, get it, um, But yeah, a lot of farmland, a lot of. At this point, I didn't know a lot about politics growing up, but okay. a lot of conservatives mm-hmm. lived there. They lived White there. America. I grew up in White America in Hicktown. Wow. Um, and how was that? Because you're, you're mixed. That fucking sucked. Let me just tell you. I am mixed for all of you who cannot see me right now. Um, my dad is black. My mom is white. I didn't live with my dad growing up, so it was just my mom, mm-hmm. this beautiful white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes, and this brown baby, and there weren't that many black people around okay. where I'm from. Um, I mean, they're there, mm-hmm. and they were cool, but I felt bad for them, too, because it was yeah. like, they're definitely outnumbered, yeah. and honestly, <laughs> I didn't know I was black until like second grade. My mom had to tell me. Um, I remember coming home and trying to explain to her a situation that happened. And I think it was something somebody said to me. Yeah. Um, because she, I think she came to school prior to that, like a few days. And this, one of the girls in my class was like, you can't be Erica's mom. You don't look like her. Oh, I didn't know that any one of us looked different. I'm like, right. what does that even mean? Like, this girl's crazy. She's like, this is definitely my mom. Fight. Boom. Yeah, you would think. Boom. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So after that, there was just like <coughs> different issues that were going on. And my mom had to like sit me down and be like, your skin is a different color than yeah. theirs. Um. I had issues on both sides. And this was from such a young age. It was just, I think people, maybe their parents Mm -hmm. told them or maybe that I don't, the fact that I didn't know was like mind blowing. I also don't know if it was because I was raised by my mom and her family. Everyone's white. All my cousins are white. So like I never looked down at my skin and Mm -hmm. thought I was any different, but, um, that was kind of the beginning of it. And then it got, so much worse like middle school for me was horrible I was bullied really badly for being black for for not being enough white and for not being enough black Uh. I couldn't win and like it's ironic because there was this episode of Family Guy (coughs) and Stewie (laughs) says (laughs) (laughs) um, it was like the setting of that was back in time, yeah. and I don't remember. Like, Peter, like, slept with a slave or, like, something happened. Okay. And Stewie ended up being mixed, and he was like, <laughs> the best part about being half black and half white is when I grow up, I'll be accepted by everybody. And oh, I'm like, man. hell yeah, we will. 
me and Mick Stewie. Yeah. And that was not the, the case at all. Yeah. Like, um, I had white friends who, you know, guys and girls that, not mostly girls, guys either that, you know, wanted me to be their girlfriend in middle school or high school that mm-hmm. like, well, my parents can't know because you're black. What? And I'm like, that's weird. I'm a human. Okay. Um, then I had black girls specifically that hated me and I didn't know, I'm trying to be politically correct and not sound ignorant, but like I didn't, my hair is very soft. It's very curly, but it's Mm -hmm. soft. Thank God. Cause my mom is white. So like I would have been looking crazy if my hair was not the texture that it was. I didn't know what a weave was. I didn't know what any of that was. And these girls would accuse me of having like really nice weave. That sounds so petty, but right. they literally one day put gum in my hair oh while I was, God. we were walking out of school and they put gum this in my hair. junior high? This was in, this was eighth grade because I had had it at this so point with, yeah. Crazy. So it had been going on since literally sixth grade to eighth grade is yeah. our middle school. I know some schools do it differently, but, um, and I'll never forget, I got on the bus that day and one of my friends was like, Erica, you have gum in your hair. And I was like no way like do I I was like get it out and they were like no like like we have to cut it out like yeah. you can't pull out of your hair I was like you've got to be fucking kidding me so um I my mom who had called the administration from the time I started having <coughs> issues years prior in sixth grade no one ever did shit about it and <laughs> my dad was never around but she called him for this one and was like you need to go up to that school because they're not listening to me and Maybe they'll listen to you. They're not, they don't fear me. They don't care about what my daughter's going through. So I pulled up to school the next day with my gum in my hair in a Ziploc bag. And I said, pull the tapes. This was done to me when I was walking out. Cause I knew these girls were behind me. Yeah. Like I remember. And I just fell off. I didn't know what they did until yeah. obviously someone told me, but, and we had cameras in my middle school. So Sure enough, they looked and they saw the the girls that would always fuck with me were right behind me. And they were like, okay, well, we have proof it was them, so on and so forth. They wanted to do mediation. I'm like, mediate what? They don't fucking like me. I'm not a mean person. Like, I've never been. But I had to learn at a young age to not take shit from anyone. Like, my mom had to teach me. She's like, you need to know how to defend yourself. Yeah. Because it was just... (laughs) Me walking down the halls, I'm getting pushed, I'm getting just constantly, like, everyone's talking shit to me, I would walk by, and people are starting rumor, like, you name it, it was just the most ridiculous thing, and I'm not trying to make myself a victim, but it was the same group of people that just couldn't let up on it. It was like, everything I did was wrong, they always had some shit to say, and I could not understand, like, I didn't know enough about myself then to to know that it was a jealousy thing yeah it was i don't know what to be jealous of you know i wasn't rich i what like i guess i don't i don't know but moving forward i'm like damn they were just haters like they just and that envy can eat you alive and make you a really ugly person and i hate that that's what it was but i'm like shit I was cool with everybody. Like, I did not have problems with people like that. So, it so ended up... did that ever up, change? Like, did, that, did it ever switch? Like, where you... Because 
But I think junior high girls can be like super mean. Especially oh, they can be catty. Like, but catty girls are <laughs> right. one thing that's like you're yeah. being a bitch. Being a bully is right. totally different. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I I definitely dealt with both. I dealt yeah. with like the drama, but I would deal with drama and just petty bullshit over being cornered in a bathroom by three girls twice your size. Oh, shit. Like, what the fuck did I do to <laughs> any of you? Like, yeah. you really just saw me get up right. out of the cafeteria, walk to the bathroom. Y'all followed me in there. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. So, thank God my mom went to an all-black school. She was the only white girl. Um, so, she kind of... I don't know if she went through exactly what I went through, but yeah. I feel like to an extent she did. She understood a little bit. Yeah. So she knew, she's like, all right, well, this is what it is. Like, you need to know what to do if something pops off. And like, you're not, do not back down to these people ever. Yeah. I've never been a big person. I'm just as small as I was back then. <laughs> so I'm this like little girl, like, all right, like you're going to come for me. Then like, that's what it is. And it, it's so shitty because I feel like I would be a lot, um, I'm way more calm now, but I had so much anger and animosity inside of me just yeah. from every day going to school and, like, not knowing, like, all right, am I going to have to defend myself today? Yeah. What's going to, like, what's going to happen now? And, again, I'm not someone who would, like, provoke <coughs> people by any means. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was really shitty. So, finally, my third year in middle school... Um, I think they got, they maybe got suspended after three years of dealing with the shit. They got suspended on like towards the end of the school year. Yeah. Um, that doesn't change your character, but cool. I'm glad someone finally got suspended for that. Um, but yeah, I, again, I'm from a very small town. So everyone you go to middle school with goes to the the high school the next year. Right. Same high school that where I'm from, all of our parents also went to that high school. So my mom moved there from a different county, but my stepdad, he went to that school. He like lived in the same town his whole life. So we all go to high school and (laughs) nothing changed. So (laughs) um, I dealt more with it was just weird. It was so weird. I think it uh, it wasn't as bad. Um, I think people kind of grew up a little bit, but there was still this, oh, Erica, you're half black, you're half white. Um, who do you identify with? Oh. And I'm like, wait, I have to pick a side? Okay, well, if you're asking, I'm like, okay, well, I was raised by my mom. My dad wasn't around. So I guess I'm kind of white. But what makes somebody white and black? Like, right. Is it culture? Is yeah. it like, cause my mom is from the hood. So like, yeah. on, like on the low, she's not white, quote unquote. Like, right. I don't fucking know. Like it was such a shitty thing. And, um, I'm just so glad I did have like a core group of friends who, yeah. whether I was the exception and I was allowed to be their friend cause I wasn't completely black. <laughs> My white friends, obviously. Um, cool. Well, this is where I fit in. Yeah. Or whether it was my black friends who were like, I don't care that your mom's white. You're cool. Like, yeah. I fuck with you. It's yeah. like, all right, cool. So we can be friends, too. 
the people outside of that, um, man, it was like just constantly trying to shape myself and be who other people wanted me to be to make them comfortable. Right. It's like, you're uncomfortable with me just being what I was born as. I'm not trying to be one thing or the other. I'm not trying to offend you. But that's so wild that like somebody can be offended by who you are as a person for something you cannot control. Yeah. Like there is no part of me that was like, I'm going to choose to be mixed and live in a place where race is an issue. Yeah. All right. I got stuck there. Now what? So, um, yeah, honestly, it was not until I moved out of there when I was 21 that I was able to explore like what I really wanted to be and who I wanted to be seen as. Because again, yeah. even until I was an adult living there. So after high school, you were still. It was like, you're not really black, <clears throat> Erica. Like, it's fine. Because right. you're not really black. Like, what the fuck does that right. even mean? Yeah. Like, I'm still <laughs> trying to figure this out. Like, I'm just as much anything right. as the other if I'm t- if I'm both. And like, yeah. but I they really had me convinced like wow, like, I used to have to justify it myself. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't... I'm not the black girl. I'm only half black. Yeah. Fuck you. If you want to call me the black girl, call me the black girl. Now, that's how I feel, because I'm like, that does not define me. But then it was such a factor, and it, it it was such a thing that... No, 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 no. I'm not... I'm not actually really black I'm not completely like I shouldn't have to defend myself yeah and I shouldn't use my oh my mom's white as like a card of like get out of jail free right to save me from what like I had to learn um to accept people throwing around the n-word like yeah nothing like nothing white people throwing around the n-word like it's nothing Uh but I couldn't be offended because I'm not Fully black. Fully black, yeah. Yo, this shit yeah. is crazy. So, so uh, how, okay, okay. Because, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting somewhere good. So, like, how would you, because um, I, I saw a friend, he recently did a video with, um, this. Uh, it was two black guys, and mm-hmm. he was, I guess they were debating over, like, can you, because I don't know if you saw the Kendrick Lamar video when he brought up that girl, and um, this like, white girl. He brought up he brought this white girl up um, <laughs> in front of like the whole crowd and it's like super like she's like a super fan yeah and it's like I don't know I, I thought that was messed up but he he brought brings her up and he's like she's singing the song or whatever and the song is, and you know she what I mean? didn't skip the word she didn't skip the word and um, so and it became like a viral thing so I don't, I don't how know. did I, I was, miss that yeah and then like he stops her and he's like you could say every other word but you can't say that word. She's like, what? Am I not cool enough? But so I'm like, I guess like, what makes? Are you not cool? Like, I don't know. But it's like, what? What makes? I guess my question would be, what makes? I think intent. Um, like right. So my my friend like did a video with this other guy, and they were debating whether like is it okay to say the n word if it's like in a in a rap song, um, and like 
I also know that, you know, that word and I think the black culture is like super influential now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you hear it in songs, you hear it in movies, you hear it in your favorite like role models are NBA players, rappers, right. you know what I mean? And so obviously I Which think the word has evolved. Yeah. Being in America. <laughs> but it's, I think this yeah. word has evolved into dude and obviously, I mean, but I don't know if, um, so my time hearing it and me growing up playing ball, my whole life I played ball, so um, I was like um, like the token Hispanic dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, this is was a normal word, you know, um, for... Yeah, but you're also not white. Right. Okay, so it's, if you're white... I think it comes can't... from, again, it's intent. I think, and that's just, okay, so if black people are allowed to say it, which obviously, I think right. they took a word that was meant for okay. harm and right. for belittling and just to make a culture feel less than and we're like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to make this word cool. Right. And they ran with it. And I think that's empowering. It's like, all right, I'm going to flip it on you guys. And now you can't fucking say this because you meant it as offensive to begin with. Yeah. We made it cool just because we're enjoying it now. You still were trying to tear us down with that. So, like, yeah. nah, you still don't have the right to say that. Like, you know, but... <laughs> So, yeah, okay. But cool. I so. think it is, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Like, I have um, conflicting views yes. on, it's just, like, a sensitive yeah. thing. And it's, like. And especially for you, because you're, like, you're in the middle I'm of so you're, in the middle. It's so you're like, hearing it, like. Yeah, but, and, but I was hearing it not right. as, like, oh, what's up? You yeah. my nigga. It was, yeah. like, oh. With an ER at the end. Oh, God. And I'm yeah, like... That's, that's horrible. I can't, I can't say that. Right. I cannot say that. It, like... <clears throat> I didn't think it could come out of, like, my core to speak that. Yeah. Because it is just so... There's so much hate in that word. It's never... Mm-mm. And it's sad. Yeah. It, m- more than anything, it's sad that... We understand as a culture, and I speak for the black culture, like yeah. where it originated. Right. And I don't care what anybody says if, like, racism does still exist, period. I am obviously proof of that. Not that I'm racist, but that I've experienced it. Right. But I think if you are not black, and you don't understand what that word means to someone who is black. Right. You don't even have the right to ask if it's okay if you say it. Okay. I see what you're saying. And if you, do, if you don't get it, if you're that far removed and just that far... Like, how... Are you that ignorant? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Even if you want... And you can justify it. No matter what, if you know it can make someone else feel a certain way, for whatever reason that is... Yeah. Say, all right, maybe you don't understand it, and it's not for you to understand. Right. But just have that respect. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what's lacking. It's like, oh, well, technically, or, well, I'm not racist... Why can't I say it? It's like, it's yeah. not about you personally. It's right. a, it is a cultural thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I don't, I'm not for one race more than the other. I see it. I just see it clearly. I see that being in America, white people 
don't have the same experience, generally speaking, okay. some people I'm sure have experienced this, yeah. like have experienced bad things as well, but Which I, the I, color of your skin, yeah. you cannot hide. Right. So I'm looked at differently yeah. growing up. Yeah. Black people are looked at differently unless they're in a whole community that's all black people. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Otherwise, you're automatically looked at differently because your skin is not white. Okay. The script is not flipped. It's not, oh, I'm looking at you differently because you are white. I mean, maybe now because of the foundation of how everything happened. But when America started, it wasn't... There was never an equal playing field of, well, you guys got the short end of the stick. Yeah. It wasn't that way. Yeah. So for me, it's like it is such a sensitive thing um, when people in situations like that just kind right. of neglect the history behind yeah. the two races. And I think especially for you um, and what I, I think what I, what I appreciate about this conversation here because you are you have been in the middle. And I think it's easier, I think, to hear like say like a full black person right. kind of say like, well, this well, if you're white, you can't say it. But the thing with you, it's like, you're white and yeah, you're black. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a different understanding of both sides, which is like super. And I think that's why I really appreciate this conversation, especially coming from you. And it's given me like a whole different light because I think you you definitely understand the white side like you do with the black side. And Yeah. Um, and it took me longer. Again, like I felt for so long that I had to identify with you know, one side. And I remember asking my mom, cause I would, you know, I would tell her like, Oh, I really like this boy. And, but he says, um, he can't tell his family that, you know, that he wants me to be his girlfriend. Right. And she explained it to me as best as she could. And just said, you know, there are such thing as narrow minded people. And, you don't understand because you're open-minded. So you see things as all possibilities and everything can happen, you know, in some way and and you envision it that way. You aren't stuck in one way and seeing that things can only be one way. So she said it's not his fault because he really likes you, but he's being told by his family that that is wrong. And then it got me thinking like, Oh my God. Obviously, I know racism is learned, yeah. but it is so crazy that I'm like, wow. So, just in like the simplest of terms, somebody could really, really like something because that's who they are. Yeah. But because a generation before them and a generation before them and so on said, no, this is wrong, then now you have to think it's wrong too. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that sucks so bad. And I'm so glad that my mom obviously is open-minded. But, you know, she was able to explain it to me in a way of it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to me hating people for being that way, I understood that it isn't their fault. And, you know, this actually happened to me recently. Like... About two years ago, I was dating someone who came from a super traditional family. Wow. Um, 
he was white and he's like, you know, my dad just would not accept me dating someone who is black. And because of my upbringing, I'm like, oh, (laughs) I've been here before, you know, like, (laughs) okay, I've heard of this, like, no problem, Uh, that's not going to work, but no part of me wanted to hate his dad or his family for, for that. One, hate doesn't help anything, but I understood. I said, okay, your dad is this old, this is where he's from. This is the culture he was raised in. Mm-hmm. He was taught from the time he was born that blacks are not good enough. Yeah. So, again, this is another human who is open to that, who's being told that that's not, that's not okay. Yeah. And that's not his fault, and that's not his dad's fault. So it's like, he has a choice as a man and as a person to say, I don't agree with what you're saying, Dad. This is what I'm going to do anyway. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know... I've been here before. I unfortunately I do understand and I I don't you know, I don't hate you for that. It is what it is. And your dad being this this many years old, he's not about to change his ways. Right. He said and that's what he believes in and it's unfortunate that he was he was brought up to believe that, but Yeah. You know, it it doesn't make it any easier, but it is like Growing up in a culture where you see it firsthand, just kind of happening. And even people now that I'm still friends with from back home, seeing kind of that youthfulness than like where we grew up and how they were more open to things that, you know, their parents may have otherwise frowned upon and them staying in this place and becoming just like their parents is... Yeah. So crazy to me. Yeah, it's unfortunate and, like, disappointing. Um, It's a cycle. Yeah, and cycles can be, I mean, very destructive, and they can be very, I guess, helpful, you know, in some ways. But in this specific case, yeah, I think it could be very destructive. So what would you say, as we, like, move on, what would you say, like, to both sides? What would be some, like, advice that you'd give to, like, for both sides in regards to and kind of in regards to this conversation so as in like you like what would you say to a white person and what would you say to a black person in regards to this kind of conversation like what kind of advice could you give um with obviously i think what you said was very enlightening um but for someone who is white and it's just kind of like, okay, I never really saw it this way. Like, what kind of, I don't right. know, what could you, what can you conclude with for that person uh, if you can? Right. If it's something that's like, would just be helpful for someone who's just hearing this and they're white and they're just like, okay, what, well, how can I fix or how can I change? Um, what's like a first step I can take to kind of maybe stop, I don't know. Yeah, well. This, our our brains and our minds are so conditioned mm-hmm. and they're conditioned by our environment. So people a lot of people don't even realize they're right. they're acting a certain way or they're thinking the thoughts that they're thinking and yeah. that they could be harmful to someone else. They yeah. really don't mean it and that's where ignorance comes from. It's right. like you genuinely don't know any don't better. Know. Yeah. Um 
honestly question yourself. Okay. And if That's I've good. learned anything, and that is for just everybody in general, like if you believe something and you and you think that you believe that to your core, question why. And maybe think about your environment and other factors that have influenced that and why you feel that way. Because yeah. I know if I took any of those people um, out of the environment that we grew up in and mm. put them somewhere else, that if their experience was different, obviously their views would be different. So, yeah, if the environment around you isn't telling you believe this, believe this, you're not going to believe that. Right. So know who you're influenced by. Yeah. So that you're making a decision that's best for yourself and not what, you know, the norm is or what everyone else is feeling or thinking. Right. Because I think we're, we're like all products, right, of our like environment. Mm -hmm. And and I think it it calls for like a very brave person to really just challenge that and say like, yeah, you know, I'm going to think differently. I'm going to kind of seek out new truth. You have truth, to reprogram. You, know? yeah. you literally have to reprogram yeah. your whole mind. And I mean, not to discredit anybody's parents, but like, when you realize as an adult yeah. that like your parents don't know what the fuck they were doing, I know. <laughs> you're so like... True. That is so oh true. Oh my God. They were winging it. Right, yeah. They didn't know. And mm-hmm. that's not even just as parents. That's in life. Like, right. none of us have done this before and are coming yeah. back like, I know the right way. This is the way. Everybody thinks they know the right way, either based off of just pure confidence. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <laughs> to anybody who believes that. Um, <laughs> or from somebody... Before them, who, again, has also never done life before. Yeah. So you can learn from experience, and I believe learning from people who have experienced things that, you know, maybe you're experiencing now, but at the end of the day, it's like, nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And... True. And that's okay. But I think it's when we believe so strictly, like... Well, I was told this growing up, and this is what I learned. It's like, who taught you that? And where did they learn that? Like, we don't question these things that I've been questioning um, for the last few years. I'm like, okay, why do I think this way? I think this way because of this experience I had and because somebody told me this. Yeah. And again, it's back to who's influencing you. So it's like, we really are all just products of our environment, and I think that's so... I don't want to say sad, but it takes away your power as an individual and as, like, we have infinite potential, but when we are all so small because we're all thinking the same, the same way and the same thoughts and like our school systems, I, my kids will not be going to public school. Like all of these things are meant to remove our power from higher powers. So it's like. Just think bigger. Like, question. I promise if you question... Everything. Question everything. But a belief is a thought that you think multiple times. So, all right, this is a thought I'm thinking and I'm thinking. Okay, now it's a belief. Now I believe it's real Mm because that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You create all of that. So if you let someone else create that for you, you're running on 
their beliefs. Yeah. Do they know what the fuck they believe and why they believe that? Probably not. Again, right. someone else <laughs> told them that. So, like, that ties Very back true. into racism. It's like, why, why did this become this way? Well, my great, 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 whoever said that it should be this way. And this person owned a slave. This person believed that our, that our race was greater than theirs. I'm going to teach that to this person. Right. Not one of these people said, wait a minute, we're all human. That's not right. And the people who did and challenged that yeah. hopefully made a change. Shit for sure was not easy for them. Yeah. But it's easier to just go with the flow. And yeah. like, I don't believe they were all here to just do what was done before us. Because that's, there's no change in that. Yeah. And that's boring. What the fuck? Things yeah. need to get better. I don't think, yeah, I think you need to be a free thinker. and For sure. I agree. And I think it's, like you said, I think those free thinkers that um, I think will help move things forward. And I think we still have a long way to go, but I'm kind of, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very hopeful. Like, out, throughout history, there's those people who have, like, stepped up and have said, you know, no, this is wrong. Right. And you have, like, those movements of, you know, people looking at slavery and they're like, yeah, I think this is wrong. Like, that was fucked up, yeah. And we need to change or, like, seeing how people are like, wait, women can't vote. Yeah. You know, like. Yo, and that was not that long ago. I don't think people right? realize, like. Yeah. <laughs> like how recent this kind of yeah. was. Or, yeah, or people stepping up and saying, no, it's wrong. Like, everyone should be equal. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we still have a long way to go, right? And then now, I think it's like with the whole um, uh, homosexuality and, like, marriage, yeah. it's like people are stepping up and saying, no, I think they have the right to love who they should love. Yeah, and that is the only thing that is, like, transcendent right. is love. Like, right. we are all put here to love right and whatever god anybody believes in mm-hmm. the source of all of that is love right for sure i agree 100 percent. and so I, yeah like i said i'm very hopeful that obviously we have a long way to go but i think yeah um there's definitely movement and i definitely and there's more that, good you know? than bad i yeah. believe that but we aren't we aren't shown that and yeah. again that's control like you know it's and i don't know if this was just me who realized this Maybe not. I don't know. So (laughs) I'm like, I could just, this is just how my brain works. But um, I don't know if you saw the new Incredibles movie or not. No, I still haven't seen it yet, which I don't know why. Well, there goes my story. Um, Well, I'm just going to spoil something for you. So for everyone out there who has seen it, you know that the, um, the villain basically can take control over you when you're in front of a screen. Okay. So whether it's a TV, a computer, whatever, um, they put these glasses on you and then you're just hooked and you literally listen to everything that this screen is telling you to do. And I was watching that shit and I was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is America. This yeah. is real life. Like we are all so focused on what is in our faces between ads, the news, social media, our phones, like everything, every screen that we, I there's 10 in this room, you know, like Mm -hmm. our phones, our computers, TVs, 
we're looking at it and that's our reality. That's what we're believing. Yeah. And I don't have cable. One, because it's expensive. And two, because <laughs> You got I don't, Netflix, you know? No, yeah, but I have <laughs> I have every streaming service, yeah. but I don't have cable. And yeah. and I don't mind it because I'm yeah. like if I want to watch a show, like a TV series, I can somehow watch that. Right. I don't need to watch the news to know what's going on in the world. Yeah. I can look up stuff, but I'm not going to have something on that's telling me 20 negative things that have yeah. happened before 8 a.m. Because that's not about to put me into a positive mindset of, you know, I'm feeling good. Let's make a good change. I'm yeah. going to feel hopeless listening to... All of these things. And just looking at this and believing, wow, this is the world we live in. We have no power. Yeah. That is not real. That is so not real. But we believe what we watch. So unless you're aware enough, obviously it can affect you that much. But I was just like, I was shook. I was like, wow, this movie is just so deep. And I don't know when... I mean, they've been making it for what? It's like 12 years later. Yeah, it was a a while, yeah. Yeah, but I was just sitting there and it really, I saw a bigger message. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing film anyway. I love Pixar and Disney, but holy shit. I'm like, we really don't realize that we are brainwashed completely by everything that we're shown. Right. And it's nobody's fault. uh, Yeah, but that's such a great way to put it. And that's and that so controls true. what we think. Right. Again, it's like, man, when you keep people ignorant to things, they they really don't know the power they have. And I'm not even saying power yeah. over other people, but the power to keep yourself happy. Yeah. And if all of us just focused on loving ourselves and you know making ourselves happy and yeah. and understanding that the the way that other people view you has to do with them, like. Being bullied had nothing to do with me. Yeah. I'm not. I wasn't out here like, hey, I'm a really bad person. I'm really mean to everyone. Like, be mean back to me. It was yeah. like that had to do with them. If I knew that, well, I don't know if it would have really changed the way it made me feel. But looking back now, I'm like, okay, that was just that had to do with them. Yeah. I need to focus on making me happy and not letting other people affect that. Right. And yeah, you just have to be intentional and really Yeah. So, so I I I kind of want to talk a little bit about that and I kind of want to get I want to come back to that. Yeah. But I want to kind of keep this thing moving so it's like okay, so this is kind of your experience growing up. Mm-hmm. Um and so you finally decide to leave um, Maryland. Maryland, yes. And um, you want to make your way over here to the City of Angels at here 21. Here we are. Right? Yeah. And so what do you... How... I mean, how is that move like? Because I think... I think you're fairly young, 21. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you, you you moved here for... Modeling. Mo- modeling. So you, yeah. had a, you had a dream. You had something that you were pursuing and chasing. Yeah, um, it was kind of crazy how that worked out. Um... I decided I'm going to go to California for two weeks. I'm going to give myself two weeks to get signed to an agency. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to come home, finish school, and do some shit that I really did not feel like I right. wanted to be doing. And so how um, like um, how are you feeling? Like, are you scared? 
you just motivated or I had you know it was one of those experiences that you know when everything just kind of lines up and it works out and yeah. you're like holy shit right that was bigger than me right yeah yeah I this just... was meant like you know um right. it was one of those things like i yeah. had been working full time right before this and i my supervisor at that job was like, I'm going to this new company. I know you hate it here. Come work for me here. So I go and do that. They ended up saying, like, a month in, we have to lay off people. Like, our work has slowed down. There was, like, four pregnant women in my office, and I was like, I'm 20 years <laughs> old. Like, they need this job more than me. So yeah. I went to them, and I was like, dude, if you have to lay off people... Like, pick me, because they're about to have kids. Right. And they, they're, like, adults with real shit mm-hmm. going on. So, that's what happened. Um, so, I had just had nothing to do. I was like, I don't have a job anymore. Before I start looking for a job, yeah. that was the two weeks I gave myself. I was like, okay, cool. Go to L.A., um, see if you can figure it out. And it's so funny to me that I gave myself two weeks to figure it out in LA. Because now, now I'm looking back and I'm like, that's girl, that's that is nothing. no time at that all to like... Two weeks. Two weeks, <laughs> yeah. Um, I used my credit card for everything. Like, oh my God, I was eating at Kitchen 24 every morning for like $5. I was like, put on my credit card. Put on my credit card. Um, yeah, I Ubered everywhere. I didn't know how far shit was or how long it took, so... I was just going to open calls at agencies like every day and just trying to meet with people and be like, hey, I'm here to model, like sign me so I can move here because I told myself that's the only way. Wow. Um, Sure enough, I ended up getting signed. So I flew home, packed the rest of my shit, and then I shipped my car out here like a couple days later and... I lived on a couch with my uncle for a very long time because it is not cheap. It's actually even more expensive now, so I feel bad for anyone who's That's trying to do this now. To be and then, with you. so came here sleeping on a couch, but you're signed. I'm signed, and which means absolutely nothing, nothing. for your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, <laughs> it sounds really cool. It yeah. sounds amazing, and yeah. um, that too. I I mean, you have to put in the work, obviously. But that, too, it, it came down to um, any job that would pay me enough that was consistent was a day job. When you're a model or even an actor, you're constantly going on castings and auditions. Yeah. Literally, you get a day's notice sometimes. Sometimes it's the same day. Hey, can you be here at 2 p.m.? Oh, that's not going to work out if I have a, a real job. Like, yeah. I can't be at a desk oh, I need to go to a, a casting, I'll be right back. Like, right. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some places who might be understanding. In L.A., I have found that, yeah. you know, even the camaraderie within people you work with, um, everyone's, for the most part, is in the industry. So right. moving forward, I ended up working at a restaurant as a host. So that was at nighttime. So I was able to have my days free yeah. and work at a restaurant at night, um, which was cool, but... I wasn't getting paid enough yeah. to live on my own even, you know. I was able to pay the bills that I already had. My car, mm-hmm. my insurance, my phone, like, food, 
gas. Yeah. Like, God, everything. So, um, yeah, the dream that I was living was so not dreamy <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> at all it was like this sucks um I think I was eating tuna fish sandwiches like every night because tuna was so cheap I also loved canned tuna at the time so like it didn't matter I would do like some tuna some mayo and some relish it sounds mm, disgusting on some toast <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, if I felt fancy, I would do a tuna melt, so I would put it on an English muffin in the oven with some cheese on top. Anyway, uh, so those were my (laughs) gourmet dinners, and yeah, it was the, not the most challenging time, it was very challenging, but every day I was just like, wow, I would rather be facing these challenges here than being home and being content and well that I wouldn't even call that content because I absolutely hated being there like something just did not feel right I was like I'm so unhappy like I have to do more so no part of me would have been happy being there right anyway but yeah and in my like hardest times even I still go through those now right. but then when I really didn't have shit and I didn't know anybody I knew like maybe a handful of people when I moved out here none of which lived near me yeah. um I had one girlfriend from the same county I actually grew up in she was out here modeling as well so like that was so cool to have someone from back yeah. home and we weren't friends then but we right. became friends um out here and you just kind of grow and you you learn that everyone is like again winging it nobody yeah. knows what they're doing right um but it it's a slippery slope out here there's a lot of temptation there's a lot of bullshit there's a lot of people promising you things and yeah um i think that was probably harder for me to realize that if i came out here and knew Take everything everyone says with a grain of salt. Yeah. Don't believe anyone. No one wants to fucking help you. Right. Like, this isn't, (laughs) this isn't, like, charity work. Nobody is out here like, oh, my God, you have so much potential. And not trying to have sex with you. Like, that's not a real thing. So, had I known that, I think I may have been a little bit further in my career earlier. But I would run into situations where I'm like... Oh my god, I met the nicest person. They are, are this person or they do X Y and Z. Right. This is so helpful. And like a few months would pass and I'm like, okay, like so are they going to, you know, say that they have this oppor- they're going to give me the opportunity they said they had for me or you know whatever it was and I'm a hard worker. Like I was doing anything I could to make money, but with my career I'm like Yo, if you give me the like the opportunity, like yeah. I promise you, I will see it through, and yeah. you will be happy that that happened. And me knowing that, I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't this person want you know want to help right. me out? Yeah. Then I learned everyone is full of shit, but it's also because there are a lot of people who come here and then they're just like in la la land. 
and it's there's not a lot of people who have a hard work ethic so Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't taken seriously and then I realized you have to make people take you seriously. They're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt and they aren't going to know yeah. where you come from and your story and that right. you are a really hard worker. Right. They look at you like, oh, it's another model in LA. Good to know. Like, Wow, yeah. Yeah, so um, different challenges for sure, but I can say when I moved here, even with the lack of stability, like, mm-hmm. I had suitcases in my car for so long. Like, a lot of my shit was in my car. Like, any of my friends will tell you, too. They're like, okay, if Erica's picking us up, she's going to take 10 minutes to put everything in her backseat in her trunk because <laughs> there's no room, like, in my car. Like, all of my clothes. And a lot of it was, oh, man. if I'm driving somewhere or if I have a casting or an audition, like, wherever, I would always have to be prepared. Yeah. And there was no let me drive across the city yeah. in traffic and make it there on time. So, like, I, you also always just need a bunch of stuff in your car. Mm-hmm. Even after that, then it's like, okay, in case I need to go out to dinner or I have to work out. Like, yeah. so now I have, like, enough clothes for a weekend trip just to, like, go across L.A. for the day. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, it was the lack of stability I had here when I first moved here did not take away from the fact that I still wanted to be here. Like, yeah. and I felt like, wow, I feel like I don't have a home right, right here right now, but I feel like I'm at home. Right. The gnarliest thing ever. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, I would rather take the hard way and like have something come out of it than yeah. be complacent. So when did, when did things start picking up for you? Like what was oh like God, a, I feel like it still haven't picked up for me. Yeah, but, like, well, but what they were, have. But they have. Like, it what were some good? Like, you, so what was some good? Because obviously, um, your run and your career, and like you moving out here, and you've are, have experienced the lows. But like, what what would you say are like some highs from like, oh, oh shit! Like, I didn't know. Like, oh, something opened up. Obviously, there's people promising yeah. you like, shit, you know. But like, what are some things that you're like, man? This kind of opened up. This is surreal. And, like, like, you know, what were some doors that kind of opened for you that really, like, I guess, I don't know, kept you either going or you were like, man, I can do this. Like, I knew it, you know? Yeah, those are, like, little gems that are just dropped very sparsely. Um, When I first moved out here, I did a shoot with this magazine And that was so cool. I was like, this is actually really funny. Growing up, I always said, um, I'm going to be in magazines one day. So then this happens, and I'm like, oh, that's it? So that never stops. So I guess at the time, these were things that were a big deal for me. But right afterward, I'm like, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Like, it's not as simple as that. If it was, I would have literally accomplished any goal I have by now. Um, But, yeah, like, that was cool. And then I think, um, I don't know, just, like, working with really, really cool people and really well-known photographers and makeup artists Mm -hmm. and directors and 
things like that. And um, that all just kind of happened through like Yeah, just... so it's just like you, you end up booking random jobs or mm-hmm. you meet people who... It's the people who don't promise you shit that end up following through. And that's yeah. what I've learned. It's like people who you just kind of vibe with or you keep running into and then... It's like, oh, you know, I have, like, why don't you come here with me kind of thing? Or, oh, would you want to do this? It's a lot of, I wouldn't say free work, but just putting in time and being like, well, this doesn't pay, but I could meet people and make connections doing this. And again, it's like you're constantly having to prove yourself to people. And that's not something that I'm a fan of because I know who I am. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you think who I am. I don't need to tell you. Right anything about myself like yeah that's not the right attitude to have when you're like you really do have to prove yourself to people in this business and um I think you know it got to be really exhausting because Mm -hmm. it was oh this is a great opportunity this is really good but I'm still not where I want to be right um you know I was signed when I moved here I was really really skinny and then they were like, oh, well, you can gain some weight. Like, you're really small. And I wasn't small because I, well, I couldn't really afford to eat that much. I was eating, right. again, my tuna fish sandwiches yeah. every night. But um, I couldn't afford to eat really a lot of food. So, like, I was like, okay, what can hold me over? A lot of bread. So I was eating a ton of bread. So I went from being really, really skinny to, like, not really, really skinny. I wasn't fat. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it was like, okay, well, now you're too big. You <laughs> need to lose two inches. And I'm like, you guys literally just told me that I was too skinny. And now I'm too big. Yeah. And fuck. Like, what? So that was hard. Not just to hear, but it was also kind of like, okay, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, right. where where is that that perfect place? And I also, again, I don't have the resources to, like, have a trainer and right. to eat really clean. Like, I do now. I'm like, okay, I figure my shit out. Mm-hmm. I'm eating the way that I should. Mm-hmm. My body is where it should be. I didn't know that then. What the fuck? I'm like, I'm from somewhere where, like, there's not even an organic grocery store around. <laughs> like, yo, this isn't, we don't yeah. eat clean in Maryland. The fuck we eat? Yeah really really good unhealthy food um (laughs) but yeah so (laughs) I was just like I don't understand like I don't get it and then um I ended up taking a break from all of that and I was like this industry is whack as fuck like I am not cut out for this I'm feeling like shit about myself I'm looking at other people yeah I'm not being positive towards other people because I don't feel good about myself Where is this stemming from? And it's like, oh my God, because my job is literally to go in front of people and have them tell me, yes, we like you or no, we don't. You're not good enough. Sorry. We're not looking for you. Sorry. Um, Another problem I ran into, which was ironic. um, It has since changed a lot in the last two years, but I would be the only girl that looked like me at these castings. So it's a ton of really tall, skinny white girls, blonde, brunettes, mm-hmm. and then me. And I'm like, 
okay, well, is the client even looking for me? Because if they were, I don't think all the other fucking people here would be white and blonde and brunette. Right. So it was like I was having troubles finding people who wanted mixed girls. It was like they wanted the token black girl who was darker than me, had, like, maybe they were skinnier than me, maybe they were bigger than me. I don't fucking know. But they they were not looking for me. Yeah. And I was like, this is whack as fuck. Like, I, again, am in the same place yeah, where I am not one, but I'm not the other. Right. I'm like, what is my brand? Like, yeah. what what am I representing? Yeah. And um, that was hard because I'm like, how does this keep happening to me? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have since realized that... Um, you know, it's going to take me longer not conforming or yeah. not making myself marketable in a way that's like, okay, this is definitely what they're looking for. Right. I need to find a balance yeah. of being what someone is looking for business-wise and still being myself. So once I realized that, I think I just became a lot more confident and I'm still – like, it's still such a struggle and right. it is a lot on who you know and yeah. – Social media is massive. Girls started booking things because the amount of followers they had, not because of their look and not because they're fucking talented at all. It's like, oh, this girl's a whole bunch of followers. Right. Let's have her book this. She's not a model. She's not, that's not her job. So how's, because Instagram has came and it's like, that's a whole nother universe. It's a whole wave. You know, it's a whole wave and like now it's about. Um, I think what your job is obviously, I mean, it's already hard enough, you know, having to walk up to people and like, I mean, going to these auditions and like having people tell you you're either good or you're not good. Yeah. You have, you have competition with all these other girls who come, but now it's like Instagram is coming. It's like, dude, there's it's the like, shit. it's this whole other universe. And I think that's why. And right? it's so not real. Right. <laughs> I think that's what. Yeah gets me the most it's it's all fake and I think it's given people I've seen Instagram work in amazing ways and from helping people to there's people that are just living their lives genuinely authentically the good and the bad and people can see that and relate to that yeah but unfortunately most people do only want to post the best things right they only want to post when they look really good yeah so as humans if every time you look at something and it's just reminding you that you don't look like that and you're insecure you're automatically going to be like fuck I'm really not good enough yeah I wish I lived the life this person lived I'm like you don't even know the half of it yeah and Actually, the other day, I screenshotted it. I didn't post it because it was one of those, like, impulsive thoughts. Right. <laughs> but I wrote, if Instagram... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's impulsive. <laughs> Think about it after yeah. and then go from there. But um, if Instagram has you contemplating plastic surgery, take a break from Instagram. A reminder that this is not real life. Yeah. And I think... We're more aware of it living in this city. Mm -hmm. And I forget the amount of access we have 
Right. The amount of shit we know being in the city and being around it. It's like, I know that these two people who everyone thinks are a perfect couple are not a perfect couple. Right. I see them out all the time. Yeah. This is a disaster. or yeah. And or they're not even dating anymore. And middle America and all of the world has a, a view of something because they're right. only seeing 10% of it. Yeah. Instagram is 10% of everyone's life. So like everyone else who's not around these quote unquote Instagram models and these influencers and these celebrities are seeing what they're choosing to post and what they've now made, whether it's their job or it's their career. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. If on a surface level, that's their job. That's who they're going to be as their job. They're making money doing it. If it's a personality or whatever. Yeah. I think the deeper problem is when those people themselves have lost themselves in their job right. and now they believe that that yeah. is also their life. Wow. It's bad enough when someone else yeah. thinks that that's your life and you're like, it's not my fucking fault that you right. think that I look like this all the time. Yeah. You could play it that way. Right. But I think it's it's more upsetting when people look at themselves and then all of a sudden they're like, this is who I am. And now yeah. you're identifying with someone who... You are not, and the person that you tried to create on Instagram was influenced by somebody else who was influenced by somebody else right? who looks like someone <laughs> that is also not themselves. It's like, yeah. it's this whole thing of like, yeah. what the fuck, again, is everyone doing? Like, right. And I get it. It's not, it's, first of all, it's so addicting, and yeah. like... There are people who, like, somebody told me this recently. Um, like, Instagram brings in people who create, like, casinos and, and games and, like, slot machines and shit. So it's very addicting. And the way that, that we're viewing it, for whatever reason, wow. psychologically, our brains <laughs> see things it makes us want to do it more. They yeah. make money off of the amount of time we're on Instagram. Yeah. It's just up. We're scrolling. We don't know what the fuck we're scrolling for. Sometimes I'm just... Just scrolling cuz. Scrolling. I will get out of Instagram. I don't know. Look at my wall and get... Open my phone and I'm back on Instagram. Back on. Like, <laughs> bitch, you literally just got yeah. off yeah. of Instagram. Like, what are you looking uh, how for? How many times do you hit the refresh? How uh, many? Yeah. And the worst part is, is like, do I really give a fuck? Right. No. No. Yeah. I really don't. I don't care what right. any of these people are doing. The people yeah. who I care about, what they're doing, they were probably just at my house or I was just on the phone with them. Right. Or they've already told me what they did today. So mm-hmm. I don't need to be on Instagram looking. It's like right. I delete my app so frequently and if it wasn't for me having to post and uphold because yeah. it is a part of your brand, yeah. like you don't have a choice. If yeah. if part of your brand is whether you have an obligation to post for other companies, yeah. whether you're promoting your own stuff. For me, like, I have to post about the show. Like, I don't have the luxury of, not nah, fuck this, fuck posting. I don't need to worry about how many followers I have. Right. The reality of it is I do. Yeah. And I hate it because I think I'm above that. And I don't, I didn't want to ride the wave of Instagram and yeah. be one of those people. But... I have to care. I have to post. I have to interact because that is where people are and that's what brands are looking for. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so unhealthy 
when you really want to take a break and you're like, unless I have someone post for me, yeah, which I don't know anyone that I would like. I don't want someone to to post for me something that somebody could view and be like, oh my god, Erica did that when it's like. It wasn't me. I, don't, I wasn't even on Instagram. You know, it was somebody else. But yeah. I understand why a lot of people have teams posting for them because it is so unreal. And yeah. it is... I don't know how many people get off of Instagram and are like, I feel really good about today. I feel good about myself. I feel good about the world. It, you really don't. You just sat there looking at a bunch of shit that you don't have. And mm-hmm. a lot of the people that have it... It's also not theirs. And that is so true. You know, that is so true. It's shitty. (laughs) (laughs) You're like... So, okay, so like what are some ways that you... Because obviously you can't really get off Instagram and do like business stuff. Um, But what are some ways I think that you've learned to detach and like find some sort of, I guess, um, you know... I found like some meaning or some some things that edify your soul and your heart and your mind, you know? Like what are the, what are some things that you kind of do to kind of keep your mind off those kind of things? Um, and like find a wholeness deep within yourself because I think it goes back to and I think where we go full circle and where we transitioned was really it's like I think it's all about you so whether it is like culture is feeding you whatever it's feeding you it's up to you to fully um challenge that yeah if 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 it's you're feeling shitty about something i think it's up to you like you have the power to help yourself you have to recognize that but some people don't even know themselves well enough to know what is triggering their moods or their insecurities and again that's back to questioning like i did not mention this, but when I was 17, um, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. Wow. So I, in hindsight, I remember being in therapy with my mom and she was like, she kind of realized, she was like, oh my God, these were all red flags when you were 11 and 12 and 13. Like this is something I had struggled with my entire life. Wow. Um, whether it's, I think a lot of it did trigger from not having my dad around. Mm-hmm. My mom remarried when I was two. Well, she got married. She was not married to my dad. Um, when they divorced, you know, that, it wasn't the easiest thing for me, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the end of my world. Yeah. Cause she didn't divorce my dad. She divorced my stepdad. So I don't know if I had detachment there, but, um, it was, I know for sure I dealt with abandonment issues, but I think, um, with that on top of just the way that I was treated and really never knowing and identifying with who I was as a whole, cause it yeah. was constantly, I went through so many phases. Like at one point I was like, okay, cool. All the white people can only fuck with me if I act like them. Right. So it was like, I'm still like, I love racing and stuff, but like. Right. I don't know a lot of black people who fuck with NASCAR. I loved NASCAR because all the white people liked NASCAR. Like John Deere, like Mm -hmm. all of these things. I was like, okay, maybe if I represent what they like, cool. That didn't fucking work. I was, my skin was still black. So I wasn't going to change them. (laughs) But, you know, I, I just kept trying to be like, and I think all kids go through phases, but for me, it was more of like, who can I belong with? Because if someone doesn't accept me, 
then I'm fucked. Like, I have a very limited number of people who can really, like, like me. Whether it's up to them or their parents, you know? Like, whatever. So Then you get into an industry where it's like, they have to, like, they're either telling you they like you or they don't like you. Yeah, and then it's still like, well, if you look this way. So, um, I... I hit rock bottom and the only way for me to get out of that was to find myself and like figure out what was driving me this whole time. Yeah. Like what did I believe in and what, what was my life? Like what were my morals and values and things like that? And, um, it wasn't until... Yeah, really, I mean, I moved here, but even prior to that, I I found a part of me that I was like, okay, like, you owe it to yourself to never get to that place again. Granted, it was, like, years of shit building up that, like, I had never, yeah. you know, gotten out, which a lot yeah. of people don't realize that problems and things that trigger them now are traumas from their childhood right we didn't know how to process things right. back then so yeah. something happens to you your your only way to express that or to react is however the fuck you feel <laughs> there is no like the healthiest way for me to go about what i just experienced is this and while i'm at it let me make sure i don't hurt anybody in the process yeah. we don't know that we're children and um I like that is just so big for me to realize because I was like, wow, okay. I was acting off of, again, my conditioning and whether that was coming from pain or trauma, things that I'd been through growing up, that hate and that just, ew, it just, it wasn't good. Like nothing, it didn't feel good. So when I learned okay, like, everything you do has to... You have to know why the fuck you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. If it's bad and you can justify it, right. at least you're aware that what you're doing is bad. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that because mm-hmm. you're aware. Like, people just do shit that's not intentional. It is just... They just are the way they are, and they don't question why they are that way. So I think you have to find the time to, like... Figure out who you are because right. everyone like looks for love and they look for a partner and I need someone to right. complete me. It's like, yeah. no, the fuck you don't. Yeah. Like we are whole beings for a reason. Right. Find, love yourself. Like yeah. get to know everything about yourself before you're just this like, like fucked up individual inside emotionally and you don't know why. And now you want to explore whether it's a career or a relationship or you know explore external things without you're always going to be with you like you have to be with yourself more than anyone does so like for me I think a lot of people use Instagram as an escape or it's like oh this is so fun I'm living through these people and I'm forgetting that I'm not doing shit or I'm forgetting that I don't feel good about myself yeah And you're not realizing that you're making yourself feel worse about yourself because you're, again, what you're comparing yourself to is not real. Yeah. I know half of these people that, like, you guys are following. And let me tell you, it's not what it 
it's not really what it looks like yeah. at all. And yeah, I think once you once you take that for what it is and you're like, okay, the best thing I can do for myself is make sure mm-hmm. I'm happy. Like mm-hmm. I read self help books all the time. Yeah, it's so good. That so are like Yeah, I'm like and learning about how your brain works and why right. it works and how we are actually conditioned to see the negative in things right. before the positive. So like if people think there's something wrong with them because they aren't happy all the time, it's like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with you. That's how our brain is wired. Right. We we seek the negative because we came from, like, animals, or I don't know what you believe in as far right, as evolution sure. goes, but, like... Well, we definitely, we definitely have evolved. I definitely agree that. Yeah. I, I believe... I yeah, believe. like, we're triggered to sense out right. problems so that we can defend ourselves and protect mm-hmm. ourselves. So naturally you're going to see the negative before the positive because well if i already know if i know the bad is coming i can protect myself from it yeah not like oh everything is so great something bad happens it catches you off guard you're not you're not protected you're not defended you're fucking vulnerable you're wide open like you're thinking everything's good and then it's not so um yeah i think i meditate all the time i read a ton of stuff um I think you just have to learn and know yourself that way. If you know who you are and you love who you are, it's like literally nothing can affect you Yeah. because you're not, you're not susceptible to other people's opinions. And I cannot wait to teach my children that because not that my mom didn't teach me that. It's just that she wasn't holding my hand at school every day. Like, yeah. Fuck what that kid said. Right. Like, (laughs) He, like, you know, it's him. It's not you. Like, we we don't know that the way people treat people is a projection of themselves until yeah. we get older. So, I don't know. If, if anybody out there just, like, feels unhappy for no reason yeah. and shit like that, it's, like, happiness is a choice and it's, like, something you actually have to work for. Right. I think we expect things to be happy and if, well, this person's always happy, like... My life sucks compared to theirs. It's yeah. like, no, the fuck. Their life is not perfect either. Yeah. They're just doing a better job of making sure that they always feel good. Yeah. In a healthy way. And I think that's what it comes down to because I think happiness, it's an illusion, really. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy 24-7, but just like what you said right now, that the people really take time to make themselves feel good. And, like, earlier, before we started recording, I know you brought up, like, kind of what you eat and how you're... Um, what is it like? Yeah, your gut process, your gut has neurons. It. Your gut literally yeah. has brain cells in it. And there is a documentary on um, Amazon Prime. And shout out to Amazon, you know. Yeah, right. They gotta um, pay the boy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> this is an ad. I hope. <laughs> um, and there's this website called Gaia that um, cool. I'm on. That they have a ton of documentaries and stuff like that, but they have it as well. It's this documentary called The Gut, Your Second Brain, or Our Second Brain. And in that, it literally talks about the brain cells in your gut that communicate with your brain. Wow. And it, I just have made a commitment to myself to do what makes me feel good, again, as long as it's healthy. Right. Because some people get that confused with, like, you know, you're coping a certain way or you're, like oh, when I go out, I don't have to think about anything and that's when I'm happy. It's like, that's not going to fucking help you, so don't do that. That's stupid. Um, 
fine, like in a healthy way. So for me, eating really shitty Right. Makes me happy sometimes, most times, yeah. you know, after I don't feel so good. If I do it all the time, I feel really, really bad. Not because I feel fat or I look fat. Yeah. Mentally, I'm not clear. Right. And I know that. So if it's down to me being disciplined, all right. Yeah, Erica, it's really easy to go to in and out every single day and get, <laughs> you know, what you want or go to Five Guys, my other favorite burger place. Five Guys is so good. I love Five Guys. I like it better than In-N-Out, by the way. I'm just... They are uh, different and I agree with you. Yeah. But, and I will defend that until my death. Anybody who wants to argue with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I love just indulging. But yeah. again, it's like anything in moderation and I think as much as dipping french fries in a chocolate milkshake genuinely makes my heart feel so right. happy if i know that putting those things in my body frequently will not allow me to process things clearly yeah. because you really are what you eat and like as a kid i remember hearing yeah. that and i love hot dogs i still love hot dogs and <laughs> my family would always be like you're gonna turn into a hot dog and i'm like I would just imagine myself as a fucking hot dog. I'm like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but you really you really are, like, what you eat. <laughs> like, you're not going to turn into a hot dog. But look at a fucking hot dog. Do you want your brain to be a hot dog? Dang. No. You want it to... You want to eat stuff that is produced by the earth. And that, yeah. like... That will really make you feel good. That your body can break down and give you nutrients. Like, yeah. we forget... But we are we also are not taught this again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It goes I didn't it grow goes, up. It goes back to all that, you know. Yeah. Um, and like challenging yourself. I it goes back to this. I think this whole conversation is like the power is deep within you. And, it is. And, um, it really is. Really. And you know, obviously for me I think I have like um, the scripture ingrained in like my freaking head. You know, I've studied it for so many years, but like there because um, I'm in the process of writing my first book. And, Ooh. Uh, you know, shameless plug right there for all the <laughs> listeners. I'm dropping it hopefully in like a year. The anticipation. Yeah, it's gonna. It's been like three years, but uh, but yeah, I think there's um, you know, there's a section that I'm writing where I am talking about how like now I think in hindsight, I think when I see sometimes like what I studied in the scriptures, and there's like this passage that Jesus says that you know repent because the kingdom of God's at hand. Mm-hmm. And in like the real original language, repent just meant to change the way you think. Right. Um, because the power that you hold, like that you're looking for is like, it's it's right here in your hand. It's there. It's it, there. It, oh it's my God. Guys, <laughs> we you know, all have it in us. <laughs> it's but all in you. Yeah, in we're me. not, you really are just conditioned to be a certain way and yeah, it's just up to us to know that, like, we have that power. Yeah, for sure. You create your own reality and, you know, whether you want that to be negative or positive. And you have to understand that, like, your words yeah. mean something. Like, you can't talk about negative shit all the time and then wonder why nothing good is happening. Like, yeah, being negative and feeling that way, you can have negative emotions but whether you choose to acknowledge them and hold on to them or whether you mm-hmm. choose to acknowledge them and then to focus on something positive, that's up to you. Yeah. So, like, I I feel bad when people are like, oh, bad shit just keeps happening to me. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> A bunch of bad shit has happened to yeah. you. But what is your perspective on that? Right. Are you going to 
cry so about great. it and say like, you know, I just, it just keeps happening to me. It must be something wrong with me. Like yeah. I can't get rid of bad shit. Or you're going to say, wow, that was really unfortunate. Let me look for something good in the situation or let me, yeah. let me not put my energy towards the bad stuff. Like right. you, the law of attraction is real. And I think mm. your words manifest your reality. Like I will yeah. go to say things sometimes if I'm like, um, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so broke right now. I'll stop before I say that. Or I'll be like, I really want to buy this, but I don't have enough money. And I'm like, no, I really want to buy that. And I will when I have enough money or <laughs> I really want to yeah. buy that. But right now I don't have enough money or I won't even say I don't have enough money. I'll just say like, I would really love to have that right now. Yeah. And I stop because if you like put off this vibration of, I never have enough money. I always, bad things always happen to me. And you are just bleeding out those vibes. And that's exactly what the fuck is going to come for you (laughs) is everything that you just said will match that. Like, and you can be happy. I think that's when I learned that I grew the most when dude, I would have like literally like seven cents in my bank account. And I would be like, Thank God I have a credit card. Then you max out a credit card. And right. Like, been there, been there, been there, done that. apply for another one. Like, fuck. But, been there, um, done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and when I realized that, like, the number in my bank account was directly correlated to my anxiety and, like, my mood and things like that, like, I would literally have a fucking panic attack on the phone with my mom. Like, she's in Maryland. I'm like, mom, I don't know what to do. This is just going so bad. Like, hyperventilating. Because I would have, like, a, your balance is below $25. I'm like, and I'm not going to get paid until I, like, bartend at this party on Friday. Like, yeah. you know, you're yeah, fucked. So, like, dang. it is. But I look at myself now, not that I have a ton of money. Right. I'm still in situations where maybe my bank account's not that low, mm-hmm. but... I have a bill due on this day, and right. if I want to make sure I have enough money to do stuff until then, or even eat until then, oh. or I have other bills to pay until then, instead of it actually controlling my happiness, right. I'm content, and I fucking realized your credit score does not define you. The amount of money in your bank account should not affect you emotionally. And like, it took me sitting down and being like, oh my God, I... Why am I worried? Like, yeah. is it is it that serious that you are causing yourself stress physically and emotionally yeah. because you might not pay a bill on time? Right. Oh, my God. I'm not suggesting to be irresponsible and, like, not pay your bills on time. But if you can't, it is not the end of the world. There's nothing yeah. that I could have done prior to that Friday. I mean, maybe if I somehow found a way to make however many dollars I needed. But more than likely, that wasn't going to happen. So I was like, all right, there's nothing I can do until then. Yeah. What are you going to do? And we are a society that's just so, like, we're so stressed out about everything because we're taught, well, this has to be this way. And if it's not this, then you can't have this. And, like, I'm all for being responsible. But if something is out of your hands, stressing out about it is not going to change it. 
Yeah. So, like, you only have control over your reaction. If you are one of those people who is aware that shit just happens to you... Yeah. Which I believe that does happen. Right. All right, it does. Now what? That's up to you. Yeah. Again, it's back to you. So it is the way that you think and the way you view things and, and how you want to be. Dang. Yeah. So good. You Did know? you... You smashed it today. <laughs> you really have. You just like... You it was this protein work, shake. You know, I, I was just... I've just been listening. And I'm like, yeah, this is so like... I think edifying and so enlightening, um, very helpful, I think. And I think um, I'm sure that a lot of all the listeners are just going to love you for this conversation, which you didn't even really need me. You went in, you went in hard. <laughs> you guys just call me next. I'm just just, <laughs> just, uh, just call her if you need uh, any guidance. Make sure you call the one and only Erica Tom. Tom. Silent H. Silent H. So how can we um, how can we support you? How can we love on you? I'll send you my cash app. I'm just kidding. All right. All right. What's your cash app? I know. You know. If I did have a cash card app, card, you know, it would be Erica um, Tom. And so, um, last thing before we end. So um, obviously, so you you're you're in Wildin' Out. You're you're doing Wildin' yes. Out. And how long have you been doing that? I just finished my fourth season. Cool. So and so that's still like a consistent thing that you plan yeah. on doing. That's cool. Yeah. Um and so I'll definitely tune. So people definitely tune into Wild and Out. If yeah, not. watch Wild and Out. Um, this right now it's on Thursdays and Fridays at ten. Yeah. Or I guess it depends where you're listening from. Um, eleven p.m. on the West Coast. So. 11 p.m. on the West Coast? Yeah. Dang. So that's like 2 a.m. No, that's, oh. yeah, that's 2 a.m. East Coast. No, I fucked up. 9 p.m. on the West Coast. 12, midnight on the East Coast? No. When is it happening? You're slipping right now. Oh, maybe it's 11 p.m. everywhere. No? It's probably How's 11 p.m. East Coast. Probably 11 on the East Coast. Oh, I did it backwards. PM West Coast. No, it comes on at eleven here too. Oh, okay, unless cool. you have so direct it's always, TV. It's always at eleven. So unless you have direct TV, then it'll be eight. Or yeah, if okay. you're central, it's ten. I okay. don't know. I just have to post. Okay, that makes 11, sense. 10 central. That makes sense. And so you, because um, I've seen some clips, which I would, I would definitely would love to post to kind of hype this up. But yeah, you, you, you're like the one that people hit on, like um, during the games, like they they do so we, they do pickup lines. Yes, so there are a few, we alternate games every show, and then we alternate Wild and Out Girls every show, too. Okay. Um, I just happened to be um, stood up at the altar by Rick Ross (laughs) most recently. (laughs) Um, It was understandable, though. I get it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's some good stuff coming Next season. Cool. Which has kind of already started to air. Yeah. Um, I think it's airing through October. Every Thursday and Friday, I think. Yeah. We filmed so many episodes, honestly. All the seasons just run together at this point. And yeah. actually, I mean that in every sense of every time we film a new season, it's like the season prior that we just filmed actually starts getting aired at the same time. Oh, okay. So it's just never not. 
yeah, happening. It's never not It's happened. a lot. Yeah. It's always been a good show. I, I, I love it. I remember when I was, I think it was Like school, younger watching it. Younger watching it's it. Like I think it was always great. And then it took a break, right? Yes. And then it came back and it was, it was really And the cool. production and everything is, is so amazing. Yeah. Um, it's getting better. Like yeah. the, our games, the creativity behind it. Yeah. Um, I just love that it's still relevant and it's still, it is so funny. We have some of the most talented comedians Yeah. that I just love everybody, honestly. I'm seeing you guys, I'm seeing you guys are having, um, like there's a bunch of like Instagram guys like now part of it, right? Right. So, okay. Back to Instagram being a good thing. Right. A lot of people who are trying to be noticed and be seen and you know, show their craft yeah. the best way they can yeah. on Instagram as a platform. And I think right. that's so powerful and that is so cool. Um, with that being said, a lot of people have landed jobs. That's and that's cool. like across yeah, the pretty, board. That's, that's with, cool. with everything. Yeah. A lot of people, um, you know, get discovered on Instagram. But yeah, it's, that's cool. it's rad seeing people who... Because, like, I was there at one point. Not that my shit flipped, like, that quickly. Right. But yeah. seeing people come from, like, the middle of nowhere, like, Memphis. And then, like, <laughs> they got casted and they're on set. They're like, holy shit, you know? It's, it's cool. It's so, it's so, cool. so cool. Yeah, I love seeing that. It's so. pretty awesome. Well, guys, tune in to Wallin' Out. Check out our girl Erica. Erica, thank you for You're so being a part of this. We went an hour and a half, hour thirty three minutes. Oh my god, it felt like two minutes. I'm just kidding. Yeah, 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 it did, it did. But um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in, and we hope that we can have you back. So let me know. All right.